0: Matt Schaff and Jared Smola of draftsharks.com here to preview the week eight fan duel main slate. And Jared, it looks like the fullest slate that we've had in a while. We've got, of course, no teams on by the primetime games this week. Really, each of them includes one ugly offense. So not taking a ton of players out of our pool. Did you feel like that showed up in your picks as you're working through the slate? Does it feel any different than the setup for other weeks?
1: Oh, yeah, this feels like the deepest week for me, at least since, you know, early in the season when we didn't have the bye I think there's a lot of different directions you can go this week, um, which, which definitely makes it fun. I think, you know, we, we should have more spread ownership this week too, because
0: of that. So let's move to quarterback where a, an expensive group leads the way, which is very different yeah. than what we saw on DraftKings. Lamar Jackson, Jalen hurts, Patrick Mahomes, are top three in fan dual dollars per point. Is that just the group that you're going to be fishing from? Yeah. I think you want to
1: play an elite quarterback, especially in cash. I mean, the, the price difference between the top guys and, and the bottom end guys just isn't as wide as it is on DraftKings, so those cheap guys just aren't as you know strong relative values. I'm really starting with Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's the cheapest among these three elite guys. They all have good matchups too, by the way. Uh, Lamar gets the the Cardinals every quarterback to face Arizona so far this season has beat their season long scoring average besides Matt Stafford, who of course, you know, I was heavy on in that game and he totally disappointed, but every other quarterback has done better than average against Arizona. Lamar is already averaging 21.4 DraftKings points per game. I think he's a super safe bet this week.
0: And it's worth noting that it's not like Matthew Stafford had a crappy game there. They attempted 24 passes, and wasn't that yeah. the game where Puka dropped—not dropped, not dropped yep. but failed to secure a, a touchdown in the end zone? Yep, it was great spot. Um, and we just saw the way that Lamar Jackson can still blow up. Bernie <laughs> side, would you like a QB? Still the same group?
1: Yeah, you definitely want exposure to those top three guys because you know they all have a, a chance to go for 30 plus. Dak Prescott is a little interesting to me at 7,300. Honestly, I still don't really buy into the Cowboys offense and that there's like some like a big breakout coming. But it's just interesting to me that the Cowboys are implied for 26 points this week. It's the fourth highest on the main, main slate. It's actually higher than the Eagles implied total. I have some respect for those lines. You know, th- those those guys know what they're doing when, when they're making these lines. So if that's right, and if the Cowboys are, you know, one of the top four scoring offenses on the slate, then I think it's 7,300. There's a chance that um, Dak Prescott is is the guy you want in tournaments. I think C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, and, and Jake Ferguson are also nice um, stacking values with Dak Prescott and, on FanDuel.
0: Yeah, those Vegas lines certainly aren't always right, but if you look at them and say, these guys have no idea what they're talking about, that's mm-hmm. going to be the wrong way to assess it each week. Yep. Running back, we just finished talking about the Cowboys, and up top in dollars per <laughs> point here is Tony Pollard. Leads the way in both our fan dual dollars per point and projected ownership. So Jared, what are we doing with a guy who's gotten great work share so far and produced a little bit less than great?
1: Yeah, I think Pollard is an awesome fade in tournaments. Um but I I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm going to play him in cash at the price tag and at our projection um and like you said at the workload Pollard's been getting. He is third among running backs in expected half PPR. Points per game. He's just 13th in actual half PPR points per game, which honestly, you know, even RB13 level at this price tag is would be fine in cash. Um, you know, Pollard is coming off the bye week. You know, maybe there's been some talk that you know he's still. Not quite at 100% after that serious leg injury he suffered last season, so you know maybe the bye week helps there. And we talked about Dallas's high implied total, and the Rams are 24th in Football Outsiders, or not Football Outsiders anymore, run defense DVOA. So it, it, it's a good matchup for Pollard as well as as a pretty big home favorite.
0: Football Outsiders in our hearts, at least. Uh, Tony yes. Pollard should have caught a touchdown pass his last time out, which would probably have his price tag up this week. And I would definitely remember that because it would have changed how I cashed mm-hmm. on on sleeper in what wound up being the last week i could actually play it before new york took it away but tony pollard as i was saying should have a higher salary should have more points than what he's had touch wise so we want to chase that workload in cash lineups especially with the price tag on him tournament side of running back though aside from fading tony pollard what do you like i like deandre swift as a pivot off the you know popular
1: eagles passing game um swift is 7700 on Fanduel. he's projected for just 8% ownership. He's still controlling the Eagles' backfield. Swift has 18-plus opportunities in every game since the opener. We saw Kenneth Gainwell get the touchdown last week for the Eagles, which was, you know, tilting if you were a Swift owner. But DeAndre Swift is tied for tenth among running backs with six carries inside the five yard line this season. So he's still getting the majority of those goal line looks. So again so this is just a play like the Eagles offense scores a bunch of points, but, you know, Swift ends up getting, you know, two short touchdowns. and you know he scores for you while also hurting all those people that you know, are playing Jalen hurts and AJ Brown
0: and he's gotten a bunch of receptions lately, which was our biggest concern coming into this situation. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see him get that kind of usage. And if Jalen hurts is somewhere south of a hundred percent, which he probably is, You know, what's the best way to ease up on that a little bit? Maybe throw some short passes on plays that might otherwise be run. So I think that's more upside in DeAndre Swift's favor. So I agree, especially, and you know, the matchup is great for passing. It's not terrible for rushing either. It's not like it's a a spot we expect him to get stonewalled. Now, wide receiver, we got to go to that passing game because A.J. Brown also leads the way in FanDuel dollars dollars (laughs) per point, just like he does on DraftKings, but not nearly as big a lead on FanDuel As on DK, are we treating him any differently on FanDuel than we were there?
1: No, I'm still going to want to play A.J. Brown in cash. Now, if you want to play A.J. Brown and you want to get one of those elite quarterbacks, you do need a cheaper wide receiver play in cash. I think Zay Flowers is that guy for us. Um, Zay Flowers has a 21% target share or higher in five straight games and six of seven games overall. So that volumes just, you know, we haven't seen like spike weeks from Zay Flowers, which is, you know, a reason to potentially fade him in tournaments at pretty high ownership. But I think for cash, just the the consistent volume he's been getting at this price and in a good matchup against Arizona. Um, I think, you know, Flowers is a really nice value play for cash.
0: Yeah, and we've talked about A.J. Brown's ceiling and everybody. It's it's pretty easy to see the ceiling, especially because he's already delivered it once against Washington. But even if you'd are even if you like to get away from him in cash, the top four wide receivers in our dollars per point are all 8500 yeah. plus. So it's not like you're getting that different by you know choosing Jamar Chase instead. You're just taking uh, a bit more risk on a guy facing a worse defense or a better defense than what A.J. Brown's facing. So tournament yeah. side of wide out, what do you like?
1: Yeah, well, we're going to the other wide receiver in Philly – playing Devonta Smith in tournaments, taking a shot on him, you know, matchups just as good for Devonta Smith as it is for AJ Brown. Again, Washington 32nd in adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. We did see Devonta Smith catch seven of nine targets for 78 yards in that week four game against Washington. Smith's average depth of target is also up this season. It was 9.6 yards last year, 12.6 yards this year. That, makes a guy more volatile, but it adds to his ceiling if he's getting more of those downfield targets. You know, that's that's what we want in
0: tournaments. I mentioned on our preview pod on Thursday that I don't think targets are going to just swing in Devonte Smith's favor, whereas they've been leaning more heavily toward AJ Brown this year. That said. Any given game, we could see a defense just load up and do whatever it has to to stop A.J. Brown, which would definitely push things for that week back toward Devontae Smith. And frankly, even if that doesn't happen, we've already seen him go for four catches, 131 yards and a touchdown in a game against Minnesota earlier this year. So we know that Devontae Smith can get there even on less volume. So, yeah, I, I like him as a DFS tournament play as well. Tight end, Jared. Is it is it George Kittle week? He's sixth in main state price the position. He's fourth in projected yeah. ownership. He's tied with Travis Kelsey for the dollars per point lead, and that's usually just Travis Kelsey by himself when we look at Fanduel here.
1: Yeah, I think Kittle's definitely worth considering in I, you know, I wouldn't call him a must. You might have to go cheaper at tight end. If you do have to go cheaper, I do like Jake Ferguson at forty nine hundred and Trey McBride at forty seven hundred. I think they're both you know decent target bets, especially at the price tags. But yeah, I mean, I think Kittle is. A strong play. I think you know Sam Darnold would add some risk to him. But the thing about Kittle, and we've we've talked about this for years really is that when any of these 49ers pieces, you know, weapons are out, the other ones just become so much stronger, safer target bets. And we've seen that with Kittle this season. He had nine targets in week three with Brandon Ayuka. He got seven targets in, uh, you know, last week with Debo Samuel out. He has just 16 total targets in his other five games combined. So, you know, when one of these wide receivers misses and, we you know, the Niners are going to be without Debo Samuel again this week, I think, you know, Kittle becomes a much, much safer
0: uh, target bet. Mm-hmm. Tournament side, I think Kittle's probably still in the plans here, right? Because he's only fourth in projected ownership. Like that's not too high to change your plans.
1: For sure. And then I think, you know, besides really probably just Travis Kelsey, like, you know, Kittle has his highest ceiling as any tight end in fantasy football. So if he stays around that ownership, I think he's in play for sure. I do. I think Jake Ferguson is a nice tournament play. I especially like him on FanDuel here because we know touchdowns are more important on FanDuel than they are on DraftKings with just a half point per reception, no yardage bonuses on FanDuel. So we're really looking for touchdowns and Jake Ferguson is tied for second among tight ends in red zone targets with 11. And we've seen Dak Prescott, throughout his career, kind of, you know, look towards tight ends in the red zone. So I think, you know, Ferguson is a good touchdown, but even, you know, has multiple touchdown upside in this game with the Cowboys, uh, you know, having such a big implied total. So I think at the price tag, he could be a really nice tournament play.
0: I agree that he makes even more sense on FanDuel because um, the touchdown upside is there and the question with him is how many targets he gets, which obviously is a much bigger issue and full PPR on DraftKings. Favorite flex options for this week on FanDuel, what do you like? Yeah, so I think for
1: cash, Brees Hall at 7,200 and Isaiah Pacheco at 7,400 are both Nice plays. You know, they, they both have strong matchups. They're they're both, I think, project for nice volume. You know, Pacheco's kind of been controlling that Chiefs backfield for a while. Brees Hall's role has continued to grow. Um, he set season highs in you know playing time prior to the bye week. Now he comes off the bye. So I think they're nice cash plays. And I, I want to mention uh Javante Williams again here as a tournament play on FanDuel, just six thousand dollars. You know, he's gonna be low-owned. His role is growing, his play is improving coming off that serious knee injury. I do think Williams is, is trending up and tr- trending towards a breakout. Whether it comes this week um, is, is definitely a fair question. The chiefs are much, much tougher against the pass than the run they're actually just 21st in run defense DVOA. the issue is they face the fourth fewest running back rush attempts and you know that's largely because they're they're winning most of these games you know teams are in trailing game script and that that could definitely hurt Javante Williams this weekend you know it could be a game where the Broncos fall behind and Javante only gets 10 carries or whatever but
0: the upside's there
1: if Denver can keep this close enough to you know get Javante 15 carries in this spot
0: And it's worth noting that at just six K in salary, he doesn't need to go as nuts as a lot of other running backs to pay off at that salary level. Um, Anybody else for the flex? I mean, I'll I'll mention uh, Chris Olave again, we've already seen
1: him have big yardage games, right? But he hasn't had that game where he's put the yardage together with a touchdown. I think, you know, that's coming. And when it does, you know, at at his price, he's going to be a strong tournament play.
0: Yeah. All he needs is a quarterback defense. Jared, are we going sub four K for the Steelers or Falcons on Fanduel this week? Yeah, the Steelers are who I'm looking at. I, I actually
1: prefer them to the Falcons. I mean, if the Falcons have a much, bu- much better matchup against Will Levis. Um, I'm not sure how much the Titans are going to have to throw, right? Like, are the Falcons going to jump out to this big lead and force Levis to even, you know, throw it, you know, 30 times? It, it, that might not happen. If that's the case, it just kind of lowers the, the upside on the Falcons' defense. I do think the Steelers are going to face plenty of pass attempts to obviously have, you know, you know a, just, just a, a much better defense. Um, if I can get up to him, I like the Jets. Uh, the most at 4400 And I think if you can afford that extra 600 bucks, the, the the Jets are actually the best cash play at defense.
0: I will say, I think the Falcons have a pretty nice floor here because even though there's the chance that we get very limited passing from the Titans in this game and what in a game just goes low scoring, there's also um, a very low chance that the Titans score much in this game. I would think yeah. the Falcons have been playing the run better than the past mm-hmm. this year. They're obviously going to be primarily focused on stopping the run this week. So I think there's very low chance that the Falcons actually bust just maybe some potential that they disappoint. Agreed. Any other defenses? Yeah. For tournaments. I like, uh, I mean,
1: you asked people a week ago who the two best defenses in the NFL, they probably would have said the Browns and 49ers. Right. And, and they're, they're both coming off super disappointing games last week, but I think, I, I think, you know, they're still, Two of the best defenses in the NFL. There's still a lot of upside here. They're they're both relatively cheap. The Browns are 4100. The 49ers are 4200. They're both going to come in at pretty low ownership. The 49ers, especially, like you know, the, the Bengals offense can kind of go either way. I think coming out of the bye week, but if nothing else. Joe Burrow's is going to drop back 40 plus times in this game. And that, that's always what I want out of my defenses, especially in tournaments. Just give me those drop backs. Give me the potential for sacks and interceptions.
0: The lineup generator on draftshocks.com has dollars per point values for all of the players. We've got ceiling projections for all the players to see who has the most upside, especially for those tournament lineups. It's got lots of different settings that you can mess around with, see what kind of lineups they actually generate, and then change them and do it again if you want to as many times as you want. Export those lineups, play as many as you want on the site you want. Make sure that you also check out Kevin's articles on FanDuel with more picks for cash games and tournament plays. Of course, all of that is at DraftSharks.com. And our goal this week and every week is to help you win.